Welcome to the Smeichel Speaks podcast channel. I'm Joanne Smeichel, and I'm delighted that you tuned in for relevant leadership learning that will help you continue to soar. Enjoy this episode. This segment is titled, I Don't Know What to Say, Addressing Injustice and Inequity. We're going to talk about the sensitive subject of what to say when you're uncomfortable with issues of injustice, inequity, bigotry, and racism. Thanks for tuning in to this very important segment of the Smeichel Speaks YouTube channel. There's so much angst, anxiety, and tension that it's become almost palpable. The resurgence of blatant, seemingly intractable racism and bigotry. The surfacing of inequity and injustice. It's exhausting, simply exhausting for peace-loving people. I keep hearing this phrase. I don't know what to say. I hear it from people experiencing inequity and injustice firsthand. I hear it from people who want to be allies and supporters of justice and equity. I even hear it from people who are in complete denial about there being any issues of race, gender, or other biases. We're going to spend a little time figuring out a few ways to begin having tough conversations. Let's start with the question, what do I say? Well, I think we begin by saying just that. I don't know what to say. That's a humble, honest way to begin a conversation. It acknowledges the fact that we really don't know what the other person is experiencing. It acknowledges the difficulty of the conversation and of future conversations. Once we've addressed the fact that we don't know what to say, we simply invite the other person to share whatever aspects of their story they're comfortable discussing. I want to give you a specific example. When George Floyd was murdered, a friend called and said that she didn't know what to say. She asked me, Joanne, what are you thinking? That was an open door for us to have a cross-racial discussion about what I was thinking and feeling. I had the opportunity to tell her that George Floyd wasn't the first. I told her that it reminded me of the killing of Emmett Till. I told her about how many, 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 many black people killed in the last 20 years. How it hurt my heart and how no one was held accountable. Now, I don't know that she was prepared to hear everything I thought and felt. In fact, I suspect that it was overwhelming. But she asked the question and opened the door for honest dialogue. Now, note the fact that I said it was dialogue. As we continued to talk, she shared her discomfort discussing race. She told me that she felt awkward and uninformed about the experiences of many people of color in this country. 
She told me what it was like to grow up in an environment with no ethnic or racial diversity. She explained that she had spent her formative years oblivious to people who were not just like her. That mutual exchange of experiences was important. It was uncharted territory in our relationship. It's opened the door for both of us to come to know each other more deeply. We're developing the ability to get beyond the surface of polite interchange to more substantive discussions of what's real in our society. I'm not suggesting that these conversations are easy for anyone. I'm suggesting that they're necessary. In spite of the discomfort, there are two things that lay the foundation for effective dialogue, listening and learning. Listen. That means turning off the voices in your head, not assuming you know what the other person is going to say, and actually being curious about their experiences and perspectives. There are actually three types of listening. Active listening just means your auditory function works. You can hear. You may not be paying attention, but you can hear. Attentive listening means that you can hear and are listening well enough to have some understanding. You may be forming a rebuttal in your head. You may be waging a silent argument with the other person, but you are attentive to what's being said, if for no other reason than to be ready with your position or argument. Courageous listening is what we seek when we want to create pathways for justice and equity, when we want to deepen our relationships. This is when our auditory function works. We're paying attention to the message, but not to debate or to argue. Instead, we're listening to understand. Our hearts are actually open to understanding another perspective. We don't have to agree to develop understanding. When we're courageous listeners, we're willing to risk being persuaded. We're able and willing to honor the message, though we may not agree with it. Equally important, we're able to honor the sender because they're another human being and worthy of our respect. Now that we've laid the foundation with courageous listening, let's move to learning. This means that we're taking in new information and using it as a learning opportunity. While we're living in the same world, we're having vastly different experiences based on race, gender, age, ability, education, and any number of other defining factors. Are you open to learning about other people's experiences? I think of the learning piece as the opportunity for mutual growth. Notice, I said mutual growth. It's important for us to learn about each other's lives, worlds, and experiences. I want to talk a little bit more about creating dialogue. My friend Alex Porter says that when we begin these difficult conversations about race, justice, equity, it's like learning a new language. I speak a little Spanish, 
little being the operative word, I tend to get tense, nervous, and really uncertain when I'm going to try to speak to a native speaker. I feel like I might really mess up the conversation, look and feel like an idiot. This is probably what potential allies feel like when they want to address injustice, inequality, racism, sexism, homophobia, and don't quite know how. I find that I'm more apt to practice my linguistic abilities, feeble as they are, when I know the other person does want to have a conversation with me, when they're patient, when they're kind. This means they'll forgive me when I use the wrong tense of a verb. This means they'll gently correct me when I use the wrong word. This means that they'll take the time to wait while I'm listening in Spanish, translating it in my head, and trying to formulate a response. If we move the needle towards uniting for justice and equality, we have to treat it like new language learning. That means we have to forgive each other for mispronunciation, for using the wrong tenses, for seeming foolish when all we want to do is to communicate with and understand each other. We have to allow each other to say, I just don't know what to say. I'm afraid of saying the wrong thing. Treating these conversations like new language learning, and in some ways these conversations are new language learning. This requires a little fearlessness, a lot of forgiveness, and some personal fortitude. Often when we don't know what to say, we redirect the conversation into our own comfort zone. I notice people sometimes hijack the conversation to stay where they're comfortable. They want to keep the conversation solely focused on their perceptions and experiences. Let me give you a clear example. A colleague and I got into a discussion about what I consider rampant racism in our country. She said she agreed, but felt that racism was everywhere with everyone. She then took the next three or four minutes to tell me about every time she's been pulled over by a police officer and was treated really well. Then she told me about the day that a young black man gave her the finger. Then she told me about the fact that her church is multiracial and she lives in a multiracial community. She went on to say that she really understood because even as a white woman, she had been treated unkindly and knew all about racism. That was a conversation hijack. It minimized my experiences and made me less likely to surface the subject with her again. Don't hijack the conversation. Learn to practice courageous listening. As we conclude... This is a tough, tough, tough subject. I don't know what to say. I'm afraid of saying the wrong thing. I don't want to offend anyone. These are common sentiments that keep us from building bridges. Get past the discomfort 
and the fear by becoming a courageous listener. That means being willing to risk being persuaded. It means honoring the message and the speaker, whether you agree and can relate or not. When someone is sharing their experiences, they're offering a gift. In all of these difficult conversations, there are opportunities for mutual learning, mutual growth, and the possibility of building mutual respect for people who we deem the other. None of that can happen if we insist on hijacking the conversation to stay within our comfort zones, to prove our points, or just to redirect a sensitive subject. Be willing to go deeper, to be a courageous listener. None of the issues of injustice, inequity, racism, bigotry, none of those are easy issues for peace-loving people to grapple with. And yet, we must. We cannot turn a blind eye or live in a delusional state. We have to take action to unite. My hope, my very sincere hope, is that you've gained a few tools to begin to have difficult conversations, to listen, to learn, to love, and to grow. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope that you got tools that you'll actually use and share. Subscribe to get more relevant leadership learning. Check out my YouTube channel to stay prepared for leading in an ever-evolving world.